Stand by. The vacuum tubes are warming up. This is a special live broadcast. Right here on Georgia Radio. 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 Hello, this is Wade here on Georgia Radio with Matt Jolly. And you're listening to the uh, Tuesday night Georgia Folk and Farm Life radio show. And tonight is our Christmas spectacular. And it means it's Christmas, and this is going to be spectacular if any of those didn't. I went over anybody's head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Easy, Wade. Good evening. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. I like your, yeah, new, I like your new harmonica yes. tonight, by the way. That's I like a good that too. Yeah. That's a good one. I, I had a professor in college, Dr. George Heaps Nelson, who wrote books on uh, playing the harmonica. He was a harmonica expert, and uh, he passed on at early age. But, uh, you know, I always try to learn the harmonica, never could. Well, it's a hard instrument to learn. I mean, you got to have so many of them, you know, to to play with a band and all that kind of stuff. But Yeah, Dr. Heaps Nelson had pockets. But one ever pocket. He, just, he was a walking harmonica studio. A mouth yeah. organ. Is that what they call it? Yes, mouth, yeah. mouth organ. A mouth yeah. organ. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is off to well, a, a spectacular start. I'll say that. I mean. Well, I do like the new, the music. I I heard a comedian <laughs> talking about harmonica. He said he gave, his parents gave him a, a harmonica for Christmas. And he said, well, am I going to prison? It was, you know. Yeah. I had also had a friend that swore that his parents gave him suitcases and roadmaps every Christmas, too, you know. And, Throwing him a hint there, but uh, did you, did you ever have a, a a great disappointment at Christmas as a kid, Matt? That you great, wanted something you never uh, got. A great disappointment at Christmas. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I mean, it. Yeah, I guess so. I've had I've had. Uh, you mean like when you're when you're not getting uh, what you want or something like that? Yes, yes. You ask so Santa. And he's noncommittal, and then it doesn't happen. Yeah, but I think in the back of my mind, I always kind of knew. I mean, you ask for a, a Corsair, <laughs> and you kind of know that Santa's probably not going to bring you an F4U well, yeah, Corsair airplane. Really and, yeah. and you might yeah, explain to people what a Corsair is. Yeah, it's an old World War II fighter. I always yeah. thought well, that would just the, be so neat. It had the bent wings, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like a seagull. He never brought me one. Not even a model, you know. But uh, no, I never I never did. I we used to have some some fun Christmases. I'll say that. Well well my parents were or Santa that we knew, he was he was a bit cruel. He would ask you what you wanted and you never got those things, you got other things. You never got those things. And, huh? I tried to play mind games with old Santa, try to figure out what I would get if I said I wanted right. this. What about what I, you know? Try to use child psychology on Santa Claus to sure. get what I wanted. But it never worked. You know? So. Did you? I was I was driving down the road the other day, and I heard uh, Whispering Bill Anderson. Remember him? Oh yeah. Whispering well, Bill. he he was singing a song about a Waffle House Christmas, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was great, and I hadn't heard it. Then he turned around, and he sang, you know, the poor folks, you know, because we were poor folks. You remember that song that he had? He yeah. sang that one as a Christmas edition, and uh, it was great. It it really was great. 
But uh, I don't know. West with Bill Anderson, he's not down there with that other guy that I talk about sometimes. But he's not my favorite. He he kind of comes on my nerves. <laughs> he, well, I mean, you know, he seems like a nice man, though. I mean, so yeah, yeah, that can be said of a lot of us, you know. Yeah, yeah. He seemed like a he seems like a nice guy. I like him on the Opry when I see him uh, there play. But yeah, he had a Waffle House Christmas. Me and twenty seven friends. Did. He's still doing it. Yeah, he's still out there. Oh, I thought he's still dead. No, he's not still dead. Golly. He's not Uh, like that other fella that you love so much. Uh, That's right. He'll never die. Nope. All right, so what was your greatest Christmas disappointment? Uh, Well, I've got a story. I'll read one that I wrote uh, based on telling the story. You want to hear it? I'm dying to hear it. Okay, let me see if I can find it here. And I wrote this on Georgia Folk and Farm Life in, on December 8th of 2017. Now, if any of you re- hear this when I read it, and you remember earlier in the week I wrote about uh, Christmas at our house when I was a kid, mm. and I mentioned Daddy getting uh, our burger baskets and things on from A&W on Christmas Day. I may have gotten that wrong, and they were probably closed, and this is this story actually gets it. Right, that was on Christmas Eve. Do you so, have to have music playing or anything in the background, or you're not that fancy, you gotta, are you? Yeah, you got Conway's Christmas album. Just kidding. I don't have Conway's Christmas album, but go ahead. Uh, we're we're ready to be taken back, Wade. Okay, this is worst Christmas ever. This is the name of it. So you <laughs> asked it. I would have a great. This is worst Christmas ever. Was the name of it. <laughs> so here goes. All right. I guess we. We all have a Christmas we always remembered for good reasons or bad. Mine was when I was five years old and had the mumps. It became a tradition for Santa Claus to come to our house on Christmas Eve late in the evening. Mom and Daddy had explained that Santa couldn't get to everyone's house on Christmas Eve, so he ran an early route on Christmas Eve, and we were on that route. Later in the day, Mom and Daddy would tell us kids it was getting time for old Santa to come, and he wouldn't stop unless we were hiding in the back room of the house. We stayed dutifully secluded until Daddy came to the door and told us Santa had come and gone, and then it was on. Santa Claus would have left all our gifts in groups for each of us. It was wonderful. Since we had to get ready to stay get ready to stay hidden until Santa Claus came, it had also become a tradition for Mama to not cook supper, and for Daddy to go to the A and W in Swainboro and to get each of us a burger basket, which was the only time we ever got fast food throughout the year. See, Matt, this was a special thing here. You, I can't emphasize that enough. It was you. a big deal, and it helped make Christmas even more special. Those burger baskets from the A&W were fantastic. That year, I was so sick, so sick with the mumps, and Dr. Randall Brown had said I couldn't have my burger basket. Now, I, you know, they didn't tell me this, right? He told my parents. I was about five, so this, you know, they don't. doctors didn't talk to us, and they talked to your mom and daddy. So he said, I couldn't have my burger basket. And we loved Dr. Brown, but right about then, I no longer did. And I was terribly sick and had a high fever. And when daddy came back from the A&W, I had fallen asleep, soundly asleep, as only a deathly ill five-year-old can. There was, of course, a commotion when he came in with all that food and it woke me up and I was confused, as only a deathly ill and feverish five-year-old can be when awakening from a sound sleep. <laughs> I woke up and I woke up and toddled over to Daddy and asked if Santa Claus had come yet. And he laughed and said, 
The poor baby thinks Santa Claus has come, and everyone laughed. And I was embarrassed and mad and sick, and it was awful. Then swallowing as best I could with the terrible next one in the months, my pride, I asked for my burger basket. To which mom and daddy informed me that I didn't get one because I was too sick. Daddy reached over and handed me a small brown paper bag with a half a dozen of those cookies that most stores sold in a big jar by the cash register. He had stopped at the store and got them for me. It wasn't even close to a burger basket, and I munched on with tears streaming down my face as I watched my brothers and sisters, along with Mom and Daddy, enjoying their big baskets of burgers and fries. It was a terrible Christmas. I don't even remember if Santa came. It was just one big feverish blur of sorrow for one sick little boy. The worst Christmas ever. It was the worst Christmas ever. I Somebody get that out of burger basket. Yeah, and I was thinking, you know, I, I was an analytical kid. Even at five, I was thinking of all kind of, I, I, I was thinking th- these cookies are, you know, tearing my throat up when I try right. to swallow them. Ugh. And how could that be worse than a burger basket, you know? You know, you know, I guarantee old Doc Brown, the last thing he wanted was a burger basket. And yeah. he probably thought, why can't I have one? And then he remembered it because that deathly little sick five-year-old that he told he couldn't have one, too. That's yeah, it was terrible. Awful. It was just, Awful. Yeah. It was a terrible Christmas. You, but you don't remember what you got. Was that the year that Cousin Maurice got the, uh, the Morris, ricochet? No, Maurice got This was like a couple of years later when he got the ricochet rifle. and That's awful. You know, ruined Christmas for everybody. That's just awful. I I coveted that thing, and, you know, he, he, Morris is a great guy, but, you know, he enjoyed it too much, Matt. It, it really did. He really enjoyed this ricochet rifle too much, and... <laughs> We all came to hate him and it. It just you know? was not grateful, that guy, that Morris. No, no, we loved him in Christ, but we we really hated him. Yeah. You know? Well, like old like like old Father Kirk says, nothing wrong with praying for someone to meet Jesus early. <laughs> we, early. <laughs> well, Morris is still around. He's a preacher today and a great preacher and a great guy. So. <laughs> well, you know, the only thing the only thing that I've heard worse than that is is Lester Rollbottoms. And his yeah, uh, hey, his hey. Christmas spectacular, but he Let's see, hey, those aren't familiar. Lester Rollbottoms, he's a you know, uh, well, he's a friend of ours, and he he's uh, you know, we we like to kind of let you find out what's going on there with Lester. Yeah. And we got he's a big sponsor of the show. Christmas. Yeah, big sponsor yes, of the is. radio station uh, from, from his trailer park down there, and you know where it's at, don't you? Just under the water tower in. Kanuchi Hoochie, that's right. He came by today and he recorded his Chris his Christmas, as he says it, his Christmas spectacular. So yeah. you want to hear it? Can we hear it? Well, yeah, yeah, you can hear it. All right. Sure. Here, here it oh, is. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, what? Hold on. While you're doing that, I'm going to give out the number first, and then oh, somebody yeah. can be calling in. The number, if you want to call in and talk to us tonight, the number, and any, any night, is 678 678- Three nine zero eight six three three. All right, let's hear old Lester. That's the number. All right, here he is, Wade. Hold on to your hat. It's, I'm telling you, this is a barn burner. It's a barn oh, yeah. burner. Worst Christmas ever, maybe. Here he is. Hello, friends. This is Lester Rollbottoms with the Christmas edition of True Stories from the Trailer Park. Melissa and Donnell thought their park needed a big old Christmas tree right in the middle. So, as fate would have it, The mall overbought, and the tree they'd ordered was 10 feet too tall for the food court. So, seeing how Donnell worked at the Freezy Squeezy, she approached Mr. Cutright 
about buying the tree and saving them the return shipping. It was a match made in heaven for Donnell and Melissa, because the company just gave it to them, provided they could haul it off. And Lord knows those two can fit anything onto a pickup truck. Well, before long, the big old tree was lifted into place between the playground slide and Randall Simpson's tool shed. It was a fine-looking tree. Donnell and Melissa worked hard stringing lights and big dangling ornaments that had everyone's name on them that lived in the trailer park, including Becky even though she wasn't supposed to live there until the wedding come spring. Well, the first night of Advent, they had a big old tree lighting ceremony just as Bobby Mason had finished up the wiring because the cheapskate park manager refused to pay for the electricity to run the tree. So Bobby figured out how to run the power cord straight from the pole direct to the tree. Ooh-wee! Y'all know where this is going. So when little Tommy Simpson flipped the switch, it done looked like a Garth Brooks concert. Sparks started flying, and the whole park buzzed like a bee. Then, just like in the movies, the whole tree started vibrating. Ornaments jingling like wind chimes in a tornado until a whoosh. The whole tree burst into flames. Kids started screaming, dogs have begun a howling, cats have started screeching, and that cheapskate park manager started caterwauling over it all. Yes, brothers and sisters, it was a real cacophony. All of a sudden, though, the tree started teetering back and forth. And then it fell right over on top of Randall Simpson's tool shed. Well, instantly, it caught fire, too. And then it fell over right onto his big, upright 500-gallon propane tank. Within a few minutes, the burning tree, and now the burning tool shed broke wind, a violent wind. And right there, under the star-filled, screamed-soaked night, Randall Simpson's propane tank blasted off like a Saturn V rocket. Up, up, higher and higher until finally, almost plumb out of sight, it exploded. It wasn't until that moment that everyone fell silent, slack-jawed at the last few minutes' happenings. Nobody spoke. It was pure silence. Then, Bobby Mason started singing Silent Night. And even Randall Simpson chimed in. Gosh darn thing looks like the northern star up there. And you know what? It did. Friends, I'm never one to denigrate a community of coming together. Even one staging a propane tank rocket launch. But don't do it because your park manager's a cheapskate. <laughs> this is Lester Rollbottoms reminding you, if your park ain't be coming to you, then you should be coming to us. Roll on down to Sunnydale Trailer Home Park, just under the water tower in Canoochie-Hoochie, Georgia. Hurry on down, y'all, just in time for Christmas. 
you'll be glad you did. Merry Christmas, y'all, and to all a good night. There you go, Wade. And I, I like that. I tell you, uh, only in Canoochie Hoochie. Yeah. Absolutely, and that was a Christmas spectacular. It was. Can you, you know, imagine a propane, that? Yeah, a propane. NASA should go down there and check that out. They, they should. It might be something they it, could work on it there. It probably registered on the Richter scale somewhere. Old Lester Robot. I had a friend, no joke, used to sit out there and shoot at his propane tank. No, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. He'd sit out there and shoot with After his having a few adult beverages. Maybe with his with his pellet gun, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, you know, not, he, even with a pellet gun, not a good idea. Not yeah. a good idea. Not a good idea. It takes a. He also had a bass in his home aquarium. True story. <laughs> the, the, the game warden showed up one day and took it. <laughs> he said it. He, I don't know how he found out about it, but he came in and he took it. Right out of his uh, right out of his house. That is wrong. He took the whole tank, the whole aquarium. Really? So it, you know, it happens. It it happens. All right. The phone lines are open. Give that number out one more time. Because we had a few okay. people that wanted to call in tonight. Six seven eight three nine zero eight six three three. That's great. Matt, wait the 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 story of the big Christmas tree, I wrote a story on there and it was a true story. Uh, I don't know if I have time to tell it. We, we might have time. We got uh, time. That, I've never been accused of having good sense. You know, I I really, <laughs> I'm legendary for doing, getting excited about something where it makes sense or not, and just doing it. Um, uh, at Christmas, um, one year, uh, Judy and I, when Carl was just a young boy, um, uh, we would go to Boggy Gut Christmas Tree Farm to get a, get a tree, and we had a big living room with a cathedral ceiling that went up high, and it was a big room with a big fireplace. And uh, so, I had visions of a of a Christmas tree to match the room. And a big one. We went to, to the Christmas tree farm, and off to the side out there, Judy and Carl saw trees that were perfect, but. I saw this long tree growing off to itself out there and, um, you know, it got, you know, gone wild. It was huge. And, and I just fell in love with it. I said, this is the tree. Judy said, it's too big. I said, no, it's perfect. And we were in my, uh, Nissan four wheel drive pickup. And I, I talked them into, you know, that that was perfect tree. We bought it and, uh, you know, it obscured the truck. I've had to drive with my head out the window, you know, to, to see, and we got the thing home, and it was much too big. It wouldn't go in the door. And you had to go in this room that was full of antiques and glassware and stuff and then make a tight left turn to get in. I had We had to take the doors down, tack cardboard up around the door frames to keep them tearing the molding <laughs> off. And Carl and I, we all pulled and pulled and got this tree in there. It was so big, it crushed the biggest. Had a, I had bought the biggest uh, stand made, and it just destroyed it. So I had to, <laughs> I put it in a bucket and put a log chain around it and use those big fence staples to staple it to the wall. <laughs> and and it, was, it was bad when you, when you have to get well, out a logging chain to get your tree. Honestly, I did. I had to get and nail it and, and staple the, with those big uh, fence wire staples, the big oh. ones, and, and nail it to the wall. Well, 
it we the the lights and 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 and, and ornaments weren't there. We had to go to town and buy more, and kind of Clark grizzled it up and got it decorated. And really, when he plugged it in, the lights did dim. It was that. It was that you know, bright, that, huh? It, and so, long story short, it was too big to get under there to it. The limb stuck out too far and too low, and you couldn't get under to add water. So. By by Christmas, when it was over with, this thing was a huge fire hazard. Yeah. Well, it had lost its green youth and springiness, mm. and we had got it in there. But there's no way this tree, it was big, stiff. Yeah. It, it wouldn't yield enough to go back out the doors. Uh-huh. So this was in the second week in December, or January, and, and Judy gave me all to get rid of that tree. And it's, we had shag carpet. It was by then just full <laughs> of brown... I need also. You could never ever again walk barefoot in that room. So I told her, I said, "You go, you and Carl go to your daddy's, and I'll get rid of the tree." She said, "How are you going to do it?" I said, "Just go to your daddy's, spend the day. I'll I'll deal with the tree." And when they left, I opened all the doors and windows, got my chainsaw, <laughs> I moved all the furniture and out of the way. And I, <laughs> I got the hammer and pulled the fence tables out. And it, I'm like, Timber, this big tree falls oh. and takes up this whole room. It filled the whole room laying down. Yeah. And I cranked up the chainsaw. I cut it up in pieces, threw it out the window, took the screen down, and threw it out the window. And oh, Lord. Yeah. You it, are it Lester Rollbottoms. You're your own true I, stories from the trailer park. Goodness gracious. Next year, a little artificial tree, and it was beautiful. I loved it. We went and bought it. We had to buy another tree for up here the other day. And so we went down there, and I'm like the Bernstein Bears. You know what? I, the dad and the Bernstein Bears, remember how he's always showing them how to yeah. do something? So we get it in, and my son looks at me, and he says, Daddy, is the star going to fit on the tree? Yeah, the star is going to fit on the tree. Of course. We, we measured it. You know, and he hands, I didn't realize, he handed me this star and weighed the star. It's got to be a foot tall. It's, it, no, it's big. It's like a. It looks like a poinsettia flower. It's enormous. Well, I had so I, I I thought well, it's already up. I'm not. I can't. You know, I don't want to take this thing back. So I went out into the shop and I got the angle grinder. You know, and I and I just started. I started cutting. And you know how it is. Sparks are going everywhere, right? You made a three pointed star out of a. Out of well, a no, I I started cutting the top of the tree. You know, I thought I'll just oh, shave it down okay. a little bit. You know. Well, uh-huh. that yeah. that Chinese steel that they that they make these trees out of now, let's just say, it gets hot real quick. Right. Yeah. So, anyway, I I then decided that maybe that wasn't the best idea because it started to sag a little bit, and uh, the other stuff started running down, and the, the it got too hot, and the the plastic was running down the trunk of the tree. So I went out and I got my uh, universal you know, lock picks that I've got out there, the big, you know, uh, cutters. And I just pruned the tree with the bulk cutters. <laughs> you pruned it. This is an artificial tree. I pruned the artificial tree with artificial the, tree. With the bulk yeah. cutters. I like to never right. got that thing to see. It finally snapped. And uh, we, we took about a foot and a half of it off, I guess. But the star looks great. It looks really great up there. And I'm just glad my wife wasn't home because... That's hilarious. There were some little black specks on the wall, but I got them, I got them dusted off in time. So, but that's part of it. I mean, you got to improvise if you if you're gonna if you're gonna do this right. And I think every well, boy should question their father's sanity at least once. You though had the wherewithal to have him leave 
Yeah, I do this with if I if I had come in the house with a chainsaw, she'd have yeah. had a, a fit. Right. So yeah, I just you go I and uh yeah, it, it, it the room was full of smoke and you know, I had to it was freezing cold and I had to leave all the windows and doors open for most of the day. <laughs> I had to get a rake and rake a needles rake. and a wheelbarrow in there to carry out the this tree just fell apart. All the needles. Oh, yeah. Golly, I hate it when that happens. But that's good fun, though. That is good fun. Yeah. You, you know, you Christmas you have more stories on there, and I know that I know there's a lot of folks tonight that are listening tonight that have stories, and if they want to call in, we got a few minutes left to call yeah. in and, and, and share your those Christmas. Those of you that say you want to call in, but you're listening on your phone, well. And so you don't well call in, and you will be you won't miss anything because we'll, when you call in, we'll answer and have yeah. you on 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 the air. And then when you get through with the call, you go back and listen. You really won't miss anything. I know that's the way it works, and uh, we encourage you to call in. We won't we won't callers. I think that'd be great. Yeah, just call in, or if you don't want to call in, you can write in too. In fact, we yeah, have we have a message here tonight. I'm going to read it to you. Uh, just came okay. in on on the Georgia Radio side of Facebook. So, uh, georgiaradio.com, uh, you can send a chat message to me. We can get that. Or you can send it through Facebook, uh, which is facebook.com slash georgiaradio. If you're a fan on there, you can send it to me and I'll get it. Uh, Dear Matt and Wade, this was Christmas of 1985, and I asked for a kitten for Christmas. This is, <laughs> you think I should read the name? I probably shouldn't read the name, should I? Anyway, I, I hate to read the name because I don't want to embarrass her. And she just tell me. Nobody else. Just tell I'll me. I'll just tell you. So she says she asked for a little kitty for Christmas. Daddy got me a kitty and put it in a box under the tree. It was a big box. In fact, it was so big <laughs> so the kitty could live that Daddy had to wrap it in one of those big plastic Christmas bags that you could buy back in the 80s. I, I remember those. Do you remember those? Those big bags, like for the really big box you'd put it in? It's something you hear to rare, rarely hear me say, but no, I don't. You don't know. remember the bag. They can't, Christmas no. bags. Big, big plastic bag. Look like a trash bag, but you could put the whole box in there and put a bow. Anyway, I was so excited when I got up that morning because I saw the big box, and I didn't know what it would be. That was cats not dead. And I asked, <laughs> I asked Daddy if I could open it first, and he said, no, we better wait. Just keep opening your other ones. About 15 minutes into it, Mama poked Daddy and said, maybe we ought to let her open it because I haven't heard anything for a while. <laughs> when I did, when I did, my, my little cat, my little cat was sound asleep. Oh, okay. I picked it up and I loved on it, but it still was sleeping. Mama took a picture of me, and then Daddy started to get worried because the little cat never woke up. And to this day, I still believe that Daddy was right. He took that kitty back because it never wanted to wake up and play with me. Yeah. The new, one, cat. the new one that he got lived until I went off to college, and I loved her dearly. There you go. She didn't love, call it I, the worst Christmas ever, but she did say worst, that. Yeah, yeah, the little yeah. cat never woke up. So this is horrible. Don't wrap your cats in plastic bags, yeah, even in, big in a boxes. big box. Yeah, yeah, this is horrible. 
Bless his heart. I, can you imagine that? That sounds like something I do. You know? Yeah. Really, I mean, that does. I, I can just see me doing that, telling Judy, no, let's put it in this big bag. And she'd be telling me, no, it'll die. Oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It didn't die. It'll be fine. <laughs> it, just, it was just asleep. Just asleep. <laughs> Kevin writes in and he says, hey, uh, worst Christmas ever for me was the year that I burned the turkey and set the oven on fire. The good news was the wife got a new oven for New Year's, and I never had to cook again. There you go, Kevin. That's win-win right there. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. Kevin wrote in, and uh, I'm not going to say her name because I don't want to get her in trouble. But uh, that's a funny story. What else do you have, Wade? Do you got anything? I don't know if we got anything on Georgia Folk and Farm Life. Uh, Any stories floating around there you want to share? The group's doing great, isn't it? I mean, it's just going like gangbusters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can look and see. If I'm surprised Miss Faye hadn't called in tonight. She's probably doing, you know, everybody's yeah. out doing something right now. Yeah. Everybody's out doing something. Did you see that spider, by the way, that this guy Curtis posted? Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, that orange looking Man, that thing, is spider. Creep, that thing is creepy. Yeah, looking. it's creepy. Well, you know, we don't do snakes, and we used to have a balanced spider, mm-hmm. but kind of lifted the balanced spider. And, and it, it's because people get crazy on the, you know, yeah. comments, but... Uh, yeah. Did you see the picture that Stephen McGarity shared from City Hall in Athens, Georgia? That is, that is just really beautiful. No, I didn't Christmas see that. tree and yeah, I mean it's gorgeous. You got to get on there. You ever get on Georgia Folk and Farm Life and just poke around, Wade? Yeah, yeah. Here's uh, Alicia Stone posted said she's got a picture of a pot of Brunswick stew and that early Christmas celebration with her son, daughter-in-law, and two grandchildren before they go back to North Carolina. Great old, great big old pot of brown stew and cornbread. Oh, Boy, man, I saw that. that. Look at good that. Too. Doesn't that look tasty? It looks, that looks so good. Because that's the kind we, we met, you know, it's yeah. got butter, bean, corn that some people consider as evil as Conway. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you'd get that in there. Well, it's almost, a, it's, it's, it's almost quitting time here. We, we almost got to go. Uh, well, I want to mention one thing. Can I mention this? You can mention whatever mention you this? want. Pam Jerry Thompson posted a picture of a, a gumdrop tree. Yeah. And oh, I we saw didn't that. have those. That's something a lot of people did, and I always liked that. And uh, the, the, if anybody's got a gumdrop tree this year, put put a picture of it on, post it on Georgia Folk and Farm Life, share it with us. We need to read this one, too. Uh, um, today's a special birthday announcement for many. Uh, these two guys will measure up as the best friends of any red-blooded American. Herman Kersey, uh, it says here, Mr. Bill uh, Postel. Both guys are veterans and bird hunters. Herman fought in Vietnam and Mr. Bill in World War II. Let's wish these two friends a happy birthday. Well, how about that? Lifetime friends, so happy birthday, guys. This is is the idea here, is that this is just a continuation on the radio of, of your group. Isn't that right? Ralph Chapman. I, I wish I could get Ralph on here. Ralph, not big on uh, coming on as a guest, but I wish he would. But uh, he's a great writer. We have some great writers on the group, and, and Ralph's always entertaining. He He's had a very interesting life, and uh, it's, some of the tales he's told are amazing to me. Yeah. And good he's stuff. just one of many, many we have. Well, I'll tell you, Wade, it's going to be a good Christmas this year. I don't think, I, I pray to God it's not the worst Christmas ever. 
We're not going. No, we're I'm not going to let that happen. You and I are going to Brian Sparks, and we, and we go there on Christmas each year and have a great time. We go to Brian and Crystal and the kids and the extended families there, and we have a great time. And that's our plan: just go over to Matter to Brian and Crystal's and have the the usual laid back good food. That's what I love best: good food, like that Christmas cooking. Mm-hmm. Did you see? I did. I read where Harvey upgraded his camera equipment. Yes. Yes. Well, hot dog. Christmas came I've early. Got, yeah. I, uh, I've got to, uh, I want to see his camera. I'd like to go and just watch Harvey sometime, but I don't want to jinx him. You know, I, I, I don't think, think Harvey, we could. I, I don't, probably not. Yeah, Harvey, I don't think he'd let us. What Harvey does is a solo venture. It really is. And so, I mean, he'd have to, to see all, I don't, I don't just want to meet the taxidermist that he uses to pose all wow. those, the taxidermist to, that poses all those birds. <laughs> you think he shoots them all and then has them mounted? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean how do they? Shot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because they, they just pose yeah. for him. I, you know, yeah. he, and I yeah. get it. It's all, it's all the, the good Lord that makes that happen. It is. I'm not taking Harvey's anything got, away from Harvey, but. You've got to have a relationship with God yeah. and with a, 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 a spiritual connection with the, with the, the kind of photography he he his he gets the results that, that yeah. the rest of us can. or a taxidermist for you and me. As it, I say it may be we. I hate to find out that he's really he's an excellent shot. He shoots them all. <laughs> 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 oh this my goodness! Looking very familiar. Yes, <laughs> it's the same one. <laughs> Just turn the head a different direction, Katie. There he goes. Oh my goodness, Wade! You are too much. Well, listen. We been love fun. Harvey. Yeah. We do love Harvey. It sure has been fun hanging out with you for a few minutes, and uh, it's been a, been a I just love having you on the radio station. You know, that's that's what this is—just a continuation of the group uh, all the time, twenty-four-seven. Old country music, good country news from the state, and uh, news from Lester Rollbottom's trailer park and beyond, and uh, Wade Peebles. Georgia Folk yeah, if you want to listen to the podcast, uh, if you're on a computer, go to the georgeradio.com site and click on podcast. But if you're on a phone, go to it, and there will be a red dot with a plus sign. Click on that. Mash the red button. Mash the red button. Yeah. Well, I won't talk to you till New Year's, I guess, huh? Yeah. New Year's. Our next show's in going to be uh next year and you know who's you know who's going to be on at the first part of the new year you want to tell them you've already forgot how about louis lamore's son bo lamore yeah we we had an announced that yeah bo lamore if those of you that love the louis lamore west uh novels his son yeah his son is his co-author and has been finishing all the books his dad started and he's just a he's a wealth of knowledge and an amazing guy himself and uh, bo's going to come on and that's going to be a great show yeah, we'll talk the Sackets, we'll talk Hondo and all that good stuff, and it'll be a lot of fun. be a good time. All right, Brother Wade, Merry Christmas. Back at you, and Merry Christmas to everyone out there. And thank you all for listening. Thank you for, if you listen on the podcast this week, have a great Christmas. Be careful, be safe, show some love, and read Georgia Folk and Farm Life on Facebook. Join us. Join us on the radio on Tuesday night or on the podcast. Thank you for coming.
You've been listening to the Georgia Folk and Farm Life Radio Show right here on Georgia Radio. Friends, spend your day with us, whether you're at work or play. GeorgiaRadio.com. Good company, great country. Georgia Radio, on your phone, in your home, everywhere you go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.